BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Mr. News, hit it! Open Borders Biden is putting you and your family and your future at risk. So what can you do about it? We'll outline that. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. So sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. has been created within the last two months because an executive order was issued by the President of the United States for MPP, which is a whole different ballgame. But that just allowed the cartels to further exploit the whole situation. And every bit of what we're seeing down here along the border is controlled and orchestrated intentionally by the cartels in Mexico. There is no doubt about it. Each one of those individuals that you're filming coming across are paying the cartels $6,000 to be smuggled across where the cartels dictate they go. That takes our Border Patrol troops off of the front line and process it. So the cartels can now get their illegal narcotics smuggled into our country and distributed throughout the United States. Stop the tape. Do you hear that, California? Do you hear that, New Mexico? Do you hear that, Oregon? Do you hear that, Washington State? How about New York and New Jersey, Illinois, Connecticut? All of those are sanctuary states. All of those are where these illegal immigrants, yes, they are illegal. They are criminals by definition. I know we're not allowed to say that, but I'm going to say it. They're illegal They are criminals. They are violating our federal statute. They're violating our sovereignty. They are headed for those so-called sanctuary states and the sanctuary counties and the sanctuary cities that may happen to be inside red states. Of course, all of those are blue states that I just mentioned because they have governors or they have leaders, they have legislators who happen to realize that these are future Democrat voters. That's what this is all about, ladies and gentlemen. This has nothing to do with compassion. It has nothing to do with asylum. It has nothing to do with unaccompanied minors who are just trying to get a better life in the United States and, 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 and flee the, the mean people in their countries of El Salvador and Honduras and Guatemala or Mexico. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with future Democrat voters. Because we know how this works. It's now been going on for decades. Now, it's a floodgate. A couple decades ago, it was a, a little hole in a hose. Now, it's, it's a flood of illegals. It is open season along our borders. 
And it's thanks to the Democrat leadership and weak Republican leadership. Frankly, we could have done more damage under the Trump administration. Damage, I mean, we could have tightened things up permanently. President Trump did about as good as he could do with zero funding, effectively, for building the border wall, and God bless him for doing that. But this is years and years and decades of neglect, is what we're seeing here. This kind of attack on our sovereignty doesn't just happen overnight. It happens over time. It happens as politicians beat it into the heads of their people who vote for them that it's somehow fine to violate our sovereignty, cross our border, and demand that we give these people jobs and services. It's unbelievable. It's a nightmare condition. It is exactly the opposite of what the framers of the Constitution set up. An orderly process in Article 1 that the Congress is in charge of, of what they called back then naturalization. Now, we have no border. We have no border with Joe Biden in the White House. It is wide open. You heard the sheriff. That's Sheriff Leon Wilmot of, of, of Yuma County. The cartels know what they're doing. They have us outmanned and outgunned. So they send these people across. Some of them will get caught. Some of them won't. doesn't really matter. They can all get caught under the, Ob- the, under the Ob- well, it is the Obama policy that Biden is now just renewing. And that is, even if they're caught, they're given a ticket, a notice to appear and say, you know, go have fun in the United States for the rest of your life because we'll never catch you. You'll never show up in court. We know that. Wink. Here is your notice to appear before a judge. They never appear. Of course not. They disappear into the fabric of America. It's now ingrained in many churches across the country, including the, the Catholic Church, which doesn't seem to understand that if you have an open border in the United States, you're going to destroy the Catholic Church in the United States. Do you not understand that, Catholic Church? And you Catholic bishops, you want to be compassionate, go down to Guatemala. Go down to El Salvador. Go down to Honduras. Knock yourselves out. Don't bring their pestilence here. And yeah, it is pestilence. I want to get into that in just a moment, but first I want to remind you this program is brought to you by MyPillow and Mike Lindell. Our video, our interview, our exclusive interview with Mike Lindell has been erased by the thought police of YouTube. It exists on Rumble, so go look at it on Rumble if you'd like. But the bottom line is, we need to support Mike Lindell, who supports the President of the United States, the former President, Donald Trump. I support him. You should support him. And if you support Mike Lindell, you support me. We need to support each other. We have to stick together here. We have to communicate with each other. We have to bypass social media. I don't say drop social media. I suggest you stay on social media as long as they'll let you on. They give me strikes all the time. YouTube is knocking me. Facebook is knocking me. Twitter is knocking me way down. Okay, fine. I'll play by, quote, their rules. They're not the rules of the First Amendment. So I go to these alternative platforms like Rumble and and Parler, which doesn't seem to be the same ever since it was knocked off itself. Algorithms are different. Something's going on at Parler. I'm trying Gab. I'm trying MeWe. I'm trying all these. I don't like any of them, to be honest with you. Facebook is still the 500-pound gorilla, and so is YouTube. So use them all, is what I'm saying. But we have to communicate with each other. 
and help each other out and support businesses and people who support the United States Constitution. And that's Mike Lindell. You support Mike Lindell. You go to MyPillowBot.com. You put Ledger in the quick code box and you'll get up to 66% off. All right, so that's the commercial. But it's part of the, the issue that we have to do here and that is stick together. We have to stick together here. It's what the Democrats and the radicals do so well. Also, please go to GrahamLedger.com. There is the Ledger register question right now, which is, are you going to get the COVID vaccine? Not the AstraZeneca vaccine that's been banned in Europe, or temporarily anyway, but the other vaccines. And I have a previous podcast that talks about why you shouldn't, why, according to at least one doctor uh, that I talked to, a vaccination doctor, specialist, run, don't walk away from the COVID vaccines. So go to GrahamLedger.com. You can answer the Ledger register question. Are you going to get the vaccine? And you can also see more information about my plan to fix California, among other things, in the latest podcast. Um, Coming up on this here program, we will talk to my buddy Michael Cutler in New York. He's a former uh, senior special agent with the now defunct INS, which is effectively ICE. And we're going to talk about this problem. We're going to talk about some solutions. What are the solutions? Damn, I mean, they're right at our fingertips, right? It's a controlled and secured border and a process of immigration in this country that follows the law and doesn't allow people to cut in line. Now think about this. Think about people from Asia. They can't just come up the gut, right? People from Vietnam in the 70s or now, doesn't matter. People from China, possibly fleeing persecution, they don't have the ability to come up our gut, to come up our southern flank. They have to follow a process. It's a lengthy process, and sometimes it's an expensive process. They have to get checked out. They have to have a background check. They have to have a physical. Why? Because we don't want diseases like TB to reemerge in the United States. Oh, but Graham, TB is back in the United States. Yes, well, why do you suppose TB is back? Why do you suppose TB has made a comeback in the United States, ladies and gentlemen? Anybody have a guess? Hmm? Does it have anything to do with these illegals violating our sovereignty in our southern flank? Does it have anything to do with we don't know who's coming into our house and what diseases they're bringing? Oh, by the way, there's a report out there, I believe it's out of Breitbart, that says 50% of all these illegals that are crossing our border right now that Joe Biden is allowing into our country because of this MPP nonsense, which, by the way, Stan, what the heck does MPP stand for? It stands for Migration Protection Protocols. Let's put in some Migration Protection Protocols. No, they're illegal immigrants, Joe. No, they're migrants. We're just going to call them migrants, and we're going to protect them. We're going to protect lawbreakers. Are we protecting bank robbers? Guy walks into a bank with a gun... Well, we should protect them because he's just trying to make his family, um, he's just trying to feed his family. He's just trying to improve his life. That's all he's trying to do. He has a gun. He's robbing the bank. So give him the money. Let's have a a bank robber protection program, a BPP. We have an MPP. Let's do a BPP. Instead of the migrant protection program, let's have a bank robber protection program. Right? Same thing, right? He's just trying to improve his life. Why don't we talk to the angel parents, in particular the angel moms. Seems like there's more moms than dads, I don't know, but the angel parents. You know who they are, right? 
angel parents are parents whose children have been killed, murdered, or otherwise, manslaughtered, whatever. Their children have been killed by illegals. People who are in this country illegally killed their children. And now we call them angel parents, angel moms. Agnes Gibney, for example, is one of them. She ran for Congress in California, did not win. But her heart's in the right place because she wants to bring sanity back to the United States Congress. And there is insanity in the United States Congress. And you need to pay attention. You people who vote for these Republicans and you put them in, there's these amnesty bills in Congress right now, and you'd be surprised at who's voting in favor of them, like Devin Nunes. Yes! Devin Nunes, the so-called conservative, is voting in favor of amnesty bill, at least one of them, that grants amnesty to illegals. You're rewarding bad behavior. Devin Nunes and this other one, Elise Stefanik, who President Trump trusted, apparently, for a while, out of New York. She's the rising star in the Republican Party, voting in favor of amnesty. We have to pay attention here, ladies and gentlemen, to what they're doing in Congress. 24,000 illegals have violated our sovereignty, at least, in just the last two weeks. 24,000. And many of them are so-called unaccompanied minors. We know what those unaccompanied minors are all about, right? These are young illegals between the ages of 12, 13, and 17 years old. They're, they're under 18. They're gangbangers. And so we're sticking them in these facilities, and we feel sorry for them, or they feel sorry for them. I don't. They have violated. I don't care how old they are. They have violated our law. They need to be deported immediately. Turn them around to the border. No, not under the Biden administration. They're being housed in humane conditions, and they're only going to be housed for a short amount of time because otherwise that would be inhumane, right? And so they're allowed to disperse about the country. They're going to go to sanctuary states, presumably, right? Or sanctuary counties or sanctuary cities. And they're going to be, quote, among their family members. No, they're going to be among their fellow gangbangers so they can go to places like, eventually, Maryland and murder people and commit crimes. Illegal immigration, ladies and gentlemen, you people in these sanctuary states, California in particular, these people are destroying your way of life. Do you hear me? They are destroying your way of life and your children's way of life and your grandchildren's way of life. You want compassion for illegals? Then go help them in their country and secure your border. That is the most compassionate thing you can do, not only for the so-called migrants, which are illegals, but for your family and your neighborhood and your city and your county and your state. It is time that you stand up to these radicals that are running your states. It's not just the governor of California, Newsom. It's the people that you're voting in your legislature that are turning the once golden state into a sanctuary state, which is effectively a lawless state. Do you understand what you're doing? It is not compassion to destroy the rule of law in the United States. Joining me now is former senior special agent with the INS, the Immigration Naturalization Service, which has now uh, been folded into ICE, Michael Cutler. Uh, Michael, in the end, our country 
is supposed to be a nation ruled by law and, and of course, ruled by our Constitution. And no country can survive without borders and without some sort of systemic immigration system, right? We don't want to have chaos, which is clearly what we have uh, right now. But it seems like the Congress at this moment in time is attempting, among other people, to institutionalize this chaos by increasing visas. You know, at a time when we're coming out of the government response to the Wuhan coronavirus, they want to increase visas. But in particular, these, these visas that will effectively legalize the illegal. It's remarkable. And we've seen it before. Reagan did it back in 1986 with the Immigration Reform and Control Act. And we've never really done a good enough job of vetting the people that we give the visas to. You know, I've testified before numerous congressional hearings on the issue. I gave testimony to the 9-11 Commission. What most people don't realize, the second largest contingent of agents assigned to the Joint Terrorism Task Force are immigration agents. We also have a significant presence in the Drug Task Force. I spent 10 years with the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force. So please understand that our immigration laws aren't about race or religion or ethnicity. It's about keeping out aliens who, number one, have dangerous communicable diseases, a major issue, especially now with COVID. Aliens who are criminals and terrorists and human rights violators, spies, uh, people who are convicted felons. Then we get to aliens who would take the jobs of Americans. And all of those should be of great concern to all Americans, and yet neither political party has demonstrated the integrity or the willingness to do anything about it. And Joe Biden comes along and has blown the door off the hinges, uh, endangering public safety, national security, uh, public health, and the jobs and wages for Americans. I mean, we're really getting hammered now. And now these uh, ICE agents are being, first of all, I just played a soundbite from a, a sheriff along the border in Yuma saying, hey, he knows what's going on here. They'll right. send the humans across first, the, the, the cartels will. And then while the agents are dealing with the humans, then they get the, the drugs across. So it's a perfect one-two punch if you're part of the drug cartels in Mexico. They're loving this because they're making lots of money and they're sending their drugs uh, into uh, our cities. In the meantime, the ICE agents, who are not necessarily on the border, but all over the United yes. States, are effectively being told to stand down by the Biden administration. Absolutely. And, you know, there's been so many hearings in Washington about the nexus between Hezbollah. We think Hezbollah, you think Middle East. Actually, Hezbollah has thousands of their operatives, tens of thousands of their operatives working throughout Latin America with human traffickers and drug smugglers to push drugs into the United States to raise money for terrorism and, of course, to do damage to our society. And it's wrecking havoc on us. And they're also moving sleeper agents from Iran into the United States. So realize that when you see those caravans of people coming across the border embedded within those hundreds of thousands of people are fugitives, criminals and terrorists. And you would think that that would be of great concern. It's remarkable to me that Nancy Pelosi keeps talking about let's have a 9-11 commission style commission about what happened on January 6th. Right. Meanwhile, they're ignoring the warnings and recommendations of that 9-11 commission that made it clear that terror attacks have only been possible in this country because of multiple failures of the immigration system, especially immigration fraud, people filing applications for asylum for various forms of visas so that they can gain entry into the United States and then disappear. And so with no agents to go out and look for them, and now they want to have a massive amnesty program. If you look at Mahmoud Abu Alima, one of the bombers at the Trade Center in 93, this guy 
uh, claimed that he worked on a farm, never did. The only thing he ever planted was a bomb in the garage of the World Trade Center that killed six, injured over a thousand, and almost brought the towers down, created a half billion in damages. You would think we would learn the lessons of history, but we're not. And in the end, Michael, you know, these these sanctuary states are exacerbating the problem, right? Because if you're an illegal, you're going to head to California or Oregon or uh, Illinois or your state, New York, New Jersey, right? Where they are the worst on 9-11. Think about that. Right. They're coddled and they're protected. And in many cases, they're given money. They're given housing. They're, we're rewarding bad behavior. And so what I am trying to explain to people, whether you're on the left or whether you're on the right, you are allowing this problem to potentially destroy your life, your children's life, your grandchildren's life. And many of these states are rewarding these criminals. And that's what they are. I'm sorry. Illegals are criminals with things like driver's licenses, which opens up a whole cornucopia of things, services, uh, getting behind the wheel of a, of, of a car. Maybe they're not qualified, really, even though they have a driver's license. And, and that becomes a weapon in and of itself. Well, look, if you look around the world, we haven't seen airplanes used in terror attacks since 9-11, at least not that I'm aware of. But what we keep seeing is a pattern of motor vehicles being used either to mow people down or to deliver bombs. Look at all the major cities that have these concrete barriers up against car bombs and truck bombs Meanwhile, states like New York, hammered the worst on 9-11, is providing driver's licenses to people whose identities can't be verified and blocking access to the motor vehicle computers by the Border Patrol, the inspectors at the ports of entry, and ICE agents. Uh, They should qualify for the MVP award, these governors should, from uh, from ISIS and Al-Qaeda, because what they're doing, again, flies directly in the face of the recommendations and findings of the 9-11 Commission. Let me just ask you a quick rhetorical question, if you will. Would you get on an airplane if you saw people sneaking past the TSA? Of course not. Then why are we being forced to live among millions of people who evaded a very similar vetting process that we conducted ports of entry for that very same purpose? I spent the first four years of my 30-year career with the INS as an inspector, and our job was to simply screen people coming in to protect Americans. Why is nobody ever asking the politicians how the decisions they make will impact the lives of Americans? We hear what the what the immigrants would like. How about what Americans would like? And as you point out, irrespective of political orientation. Right. And it's not compassionate to allow this. It's not compassionate to anyone, even the illegals, in my opinion. But it's certainly not compassionate to the people who reside in this country lawfully, even if you're not a U.S. citizen. And it's a slap in the face of course, to all the people who immigrate here legally and go through the process and wait the years and do have that health background check, but also the other background checks as well. It's a slap in the face to them uh, as well, Michael. So instead of just bitching and moaning about it, uh, we have to identify the problem, of course. What, in your estimation, is the best way to handle this? If, If you are, for example, in a sanctuary state, or if you're not in a sanctuary state and you want to make sure, say you're in Arizona and you don't want to see your state being ripped apart by all of these uh, this flood of humanity coming into your state illegally at the hands of the cartels. What do you think is the best way, other than trying to convince Nancy Pelosi she's making a mistake, what's the best way for people to, to respond and, and try and get a rein on what is becoming chaos now? 
Well, you know, <laughs> Pelosi is a lost cause. But I have to tell you, many times members of Congress make decisions based on what their 26-year-old staffers recommend to them. Mm. I kid you not. I've, I've done a lot of this work. I've done so many of those hearings, and I've seen it. We need to reach out to the elected officials on all levels of government and explain to them exactly what is at stake. And we've got to push back against this fake language, the notion that you're anti-immigrant if you want effective immigration law enforcement. You know, the most likely victims of the violence perpetrated by transnational criminals are the members of the ethnic immigrant communities. When you see people killed by members of MS-13, almost always the last name is a Latino last name. And it's not just from Latin America, because human nature is human nature. As an agent, I got an award from the government of Japan. I've arrested people wanted for murder in England and Israel. Because, you know, every race, religion, and ethnicity has the good, the bad, and the ugly. But we have to be mythbusters, and we have to make certain that the politicians understand that we are not the idiots they hope we are. I mean, look, they're getting campaign contributions, which really is Orwellian newspeak for bribes. So we need to sit down with our neighbors leave the personalities out of it, address the issues. It makes no sense for politicians to flood America with foreign workers, whether they're coming as illegals or the high-tech workers. Any politician says that we need to bring in the world's best and brightest so America can lead and then seek to bring in hundreds of thousands of foreign high-tech workers is undermining American workers, America's students, and they're destroying the middle class. No politician should be allowed to win an election by the voters if they are not standing behind providing the best education for our students and protecting Americans from the threats posed by transnational criminals and international terrorists. Right. Look, Lincoln talked about a government of the people, by the people, for the people. You go to a restaurant, you're specific about the food you want to eat, the way you want it prepared. We need to be no less specific when we speak to our elected representatives. Arm yourself with the facts. If I can put in a shameless plug, I write for Front Page Magazine frequently. Check out the articles. Take the information that's available and educate yourself, educate your neighbors, and then reach out to the elected officials and make them understand that they're being paid to represent us, we the American people. It's that's very important. And, and, if, and if you live in a sanctuary city, sanctuary county, sanctuary state, you need to speak up. And you Absolutely. need to find a way for these people to undo these laws, like in California. California became a, quote, sanctuary state in 2017. Well, you people need, in California, you need to speak up and say it's time to reverse that and return to a lawful system of immigration. By the way, a sanctuary city and state is unconstitutional because states and cities uh, can't supersede federal law per the United States Constitution. So the whole thing is upside down and people need to speak up. And as you pointed out, Michael, get educated. If people want more information about you, you do a podcast, among other things. Where should they go? You have a website, right? I do. It's michaelcutler.net, C-U-T-L-E-R. I also do the Michael Cutler Hour on Blog Talk Radio, Friday evening, 7 p.m. You can go to that website and look at and listen to all my prior podcasts. I write for Front Page Magazine. I have an article out this week at the American Conservative. But I, I want you to know that I so appreciate what you're doing because the mainstream media has turned into the Ministry of Truth right out of 1984. Yep. I remember you used to say that the PC police aren't getting in. Right. Well, it's actually the thought police that we're now dealing with. Uh, but we, the people, have to push back. And it's the job that all Americans must and can do. I don't think uh, George Orwell, 70 years ago, when he wrote that book, would have ever envisioned that the United States is effectively living the script that uh, he wrote in 1984. Michael Cutler, thank you. And 
God bless you. Thank you. Be well. And remember, you're never, ever, 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 ever going to get the full picture, the full truth from the mainstream media. They are covering for Joe Biden. How are they covering what's going on in the border right now? NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, the rest of them, Wall Street Journal, uh, Washington Times, New York Times. How are they covering? Oh, there's a migrant crisis at the border. A migrant crisis? No, it is a leadership crisis. It is a constitutional crisis. It is a lawlessness crisis. And all of those things are being foisted upon us, the American people, whether we want it or not, whether we are witting about it or not, by the current administration, the Biden administration, and by the leadership in Congress right now, which is the Democrat-controlled Congress. That is what is happening in New York Times and Washington Post and the rest of you people in the mainstream media. It's not a migrant crisis. Why don't you do your homework and figure out why there might be a migrant crisis? Let's stipulate there is a migrant crisis at the border. Why? Why wasn't it happening a year ago at this time? Why was the exact opposite happening a year ago at this time? We had a secure border and we had a record low number of deportations because we weren't even letting them in the country. They were turning them around. And we also had this thing called the wall, the secure southern border. The media doing an interview with Joe Biden, he says that uh, soon they'll have enough beds for these, these youngsters, these young accompanied, unaccompanied minors, the so-called unaccompanied minors, which we know a large chunk of them are gangbangers. Maybe not all of them, but a large chunk of them are gangbangers that we're allowing in our country because we're so compassionate. And then they'll end up robbing, raping, or murdering old people or young people. Or maybe they'll get behind the wheel of a car, drunk, and smash into your son or daughter. Welcome to America. You just murdered the son or daughter, the only one you had. That's how this works. Even if they are here for pure reasons, this is not the way you go about immigrating, immigrating to the United States. It's not supposed to be. It's not what the framers of the Constitution envisioned. And Joe Biden in the interview goes on to say he's going to try and get control of the mess that he inherited. Are you out of your... This is in the mainstream media. This is in The Guardian. And it was an interview on ABC, I think with Stephanopoulos. The mess that he inherited... Donald Trump could only do so much in four years, especially when he had an opposition Congress, right? This is crazy. You people in these sanctuary states, in these sanctuary counties, in these sanctuary cities, open up your eyes. Because this here country of ours is being destroyed right before your very eyes. I want to remind you, please go to GrahamLedger.com and you can answer the Ledger Register question. Also, please support... Uh, Mike Lindell of MyPillow.com. Enter Ledger in the promo code box. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives of Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.